Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. We are back at it, Johnny, for episode 14. Can you believe that of Grey Wolf Hoops? How you doing, dude? Yeah, really good, dude. And it's actually good to be back in the studio for a change instead of down the line. So I get to see your pretty face oh, and, uh, and chat some hoops, man. But feeling good. That's good, man. Are you coming off the high of speaking to Kevin <laughs> Eastman, co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I must apologize. You saw me at some sort of nerd peak. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. But uh, yeah, that's been a really hard one to get down from and so far I've been an, an awesome response so if you haven't listened yet jump on the usual streaming services and check that out because that was a whole bunch of fun to record it what a great guy and hopefully get to catch him at supernova in a month or two exactly we must sort of point out here too we are a unique blend john and i to the people listening to this thinking this is a basketball <laughs> podcast stop talking about the teenage rooted ninja turtles we agree <laughs> it's true but we are a unique blend what is called a nerd jock we can hold it the conversation when it comes to basketball but also when it comes to all things Marvel and whatnot as well. So when it comes to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is my personal favourite, yep. it was game over. Yeah, no, I completely understand you there, man. And we are a unique breed, and it's I think it's one of the best combinations there is, right? You know, you can watch your, your B-grade horror movies and you go catch an NBL game and talk about both on Monday. So life's good, dude. Life is good. It is, my man. And on the topic of life being good, we must shout out once again to everyone who picked up a Grey Wolf T-shirt, almost a Grey Wolf Hoops T-shirt. But a Grey Wolf t-shirt, the first lot of these are out now. They are being sent out. Probably by the time you hear this, they'll be in the mail or in your hands. So it's going to be great to see them out and about in the public. Yeah, and as you said, man, going to echo those words. Thank you, everyone, who's got behind it so far. And we will be doing more orders. We'll see how we go over the next couple of weeks because, you know, everyone will be jealous if they've missed out. So we might have to do a few special orders. But a massive shout-out to our buddy Scary Terry Cameron, who at the basketball tournament the other weekend wore his Grey Wolf shirt two days out of the three. We're not sure what happened on day three, but uh, we appreciate him repping the brand. Yeah, well, he actually had a word to me about that third day because I was pretty upset that he was wearing a regular T-shirt, and I was like, scary, disappointed, man. And he goes, I know. I know. I think he was blaming it on poor wife Alicia there for not washing it, Mrs. Scary Terry, which is a little bit disappointing. But all being said, it was great scary was out there two out of three days repping Grey Wolf and even doing laps of the basketball court at one stage, and he said to me, I'm just advertising the brand. (laughs) He's a good man that way, and Look, we encourage anyone else, if you feel like walking up and down the street just to promote the brand, go right ahead. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, and <laughs> on the topic of that, Jace Herbert, he's been doing some Ice Nine Kills covers on Instagram. Yes. I'm not sure if you've seen that. I have. Some beautiful ballads there by Jace L. Herbert, stabbing in the dark, acoustic style, in a Grey Wolf it's t-shirt. Just, Thank yeah. you for that, Jay. Yeah, I know. He's, it's a good look for the man, you know, the Grey Wolf shirt, and obviously he's trimmed down quite a bit, and we're very happy for him. But if anyone's looking to sponsor an up-and-coming Instagram influencer, yeah, hit him up, the real Jace L. Herbert. But he's, he's out there on the prowl looking for someone to get behind him. He is, and he's 100% down the Grey Wolf movement right there. So thank you to Jace on the topic of all things awesome. Matt Grace also picked up a shirt. Thank you, Gracie. Everyone's getting props this week. Yep. He played in the Zombies <laughs> on Monday night, and he lit it up. <laughs> you go, Matt Grace. In Kobe Bryant's honor, no yes. doubt he was dropping threes left, right, and center when I say that I think there was at least one. I think he shot one. I reckon that was his first points for the year. Gracie, you can confirm when we chat to him next. But yeah, it was a good win by the Zombies. It was a key win for us because, uh, you know, we're sort of in the middle of the road at the moment. So we need to win our last sort of three or four games now to make the finals. So we've had our big recruit, Mitch Martin, come and go. I think the three <laughs> games we've won were the three that he played, mind you. But the Zombies are up and about and we're, we're looking to expand the franchise in the coming season. So Yeah, we were talking about this a little yeah, bit before yep. Christmas. We don't want it to be the end of a dynasty because the Zombies were there for quite a while yeah. right 
right up there. And this year hasn't been as nice to us, or this season hasn't been as nice to us, but it was a very good game against the Gargoyles. Shout-outs to those boys, too. They put on a yeah. hell of a game, must say that. And it was close. It was only two points there. Yeah, the love it. Those guys are a great team to play against. And it's good to have some really good competition. It's physical in a good way, obviously, and are highly skilled. And it wasn't an easy game. Only got up by two points. And it was a relatively high-scoring contest for our sort of standard of basketball. But <laughs> definitely keep an eye on the Zombies' haunts if we have any. Because, you know, there might be some rumblings in the front office of a potential A-grade side to also stream off from the B-grade side. And, oh, uh, look out. And obviously the Zombies Academy's there singing in the background that's <laughs> getting off the ground now. So there's a lot of things happening in our lives, man. Oh, there definitely is. And I must also say, too, I'm not sure who it was, but he had a nice clean block on poor old Mitchie Amos. Mitchie Amos, and I think someone must have said, you know, there was a bit of, it was a foul. <laughs> He's like, it's clean, it's clean. Yeah. And he was bragging about it. And I looked over at Anna and I said, that's on a 13-year-old <laughs> yeah. kid you're bragging about right there, sir. But anyway, yeah, that's it, moving man, but, uh, right along, we must bring up the one, the only, TPZ Foshizi, our boy Tim Pickett, who has wrapped things up for the Horsham Hornets after a stellar career. You heard it here first, kind of, on the Great sort Wolf of. Hoops podcast. He hinted at it. You knew, Johnny. You sort of yeah. kept that away from me there, yeah, though, man. No. But yeah, TP has called it a day for the Hornets, which is a bit sad, seeing as though he's really in the sort of shape where he could play for at least, yeah. a, I would honestly say, 10 years. Oh, absolutely, man. And it's sort of, you know, nothing but respect for Tim. And you're exactly right. He pretty much has been Horsham basketball for the last 10 plus years. And to see a guy step away almost at the height of his game, whether he'd agree if he, uh, you know, <laughs> he is at the height still with the age and everything. But he played an unreal game on the weekend against Geelong. 33 points, put the team on his back. One of those performances that I'll look back on for a long time and go, damn, like, that's an individual performance that you just got to step back and, and watch. It was a very tough game. Those Geelong boys are very well coached. They're very well drilled. They're all sort of, you know, 22, 23, 24, athletic, tall. But the Horsham boys really put it to them. Timmy had an amazing game, as mentioned. The two McKenzie boys play well. Matt Lovell play well off the bench. Sam Brewer played well. Like, they really could not have done any more than what they did. It was so. a close one in the end, too, wasn't it? Was. Just dropping it by eight points, I believe. Yeah. TPZ, 33 points. He's still got plenty of years in him. I want to sort of talk him into it. I think he's a little salty with us at the moment, though, because we <laughs> forgot to preview that game last week. But it was more because of the whole Kobe Bryant. We had to sort of really shine the spotlight on Kobe last week. But it was an amazing effort for the Hornets yep. to, to get into the finals there. And, of course, hats off to TPZ, who I suggested come in. And he was like, maybe. <laughs> I, I think he sold me with me. I'm sorry, Tim. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll get him back. Because, you know, man, like all these players always go from playing duties to media duties. So there may be a job for him in the uh, Grey Wolf front office if he applies and, and gets through <laughs> successfully, of course. But We check in those references <laughs> yeah. twice, I tell you what. I reckon. But hats off to Tim and like an unbelievable career. And like I said, he, ha- he literally has been Horsham basketball for all of those years. And a lot of kids, I know a lot of the kids in the, you know, the under 16, under 14 team that we've been following look up to him. And hopefully he sticks around and, you know, comes down. I know coaching is definitely on the cards for him. And obviously he's got young Nate to come through to carry that legacy on. But like I said, nothing but love for Timmy and I hope all the best for what's next. Yeah, very well said. I couldn't have said that better myself, man. We do love Tim Pickett. He did play with us for many a season right there when he could have really got him with a yeah. couple of his Hornets mates and absolutely ripped it up in the competition. But he thought, no, nah, let's go with the fatties. Yeah. Let's help them out. And, yeah. you know, we- here's, here's one for you, actually. I was talking to one of the boys at basketball just earlier about the zombies and we've got a legacy just about it. Tim Pickett's number one, zombies are number two in the Horsham basketball yeah, you know, yeah, relevance yeah. You know, rankings there. And I did mention that we did end up retiring one player's number, which was Dylan Taylor, who played yes, with us for sir. a number of years. And I actually thought about it. Should we be retiring Tim's 
number seven and putting him in the Hall of Fame as well. And I think <laughs> we're going to organise that dinner at some stage and have a, an award ceremony because he definitely deserves it. Yeah, I like that right there. TP, he might not show up to the... <laughs> I'm not sure, <laughs> but we'll, we'll give it a crack. That's a, that's not a bad idea. I'm just going to sort of brush past the fact that <clears throat> this guy also <laughs> retired. Uh, there's been no mention of retiring my number. No, that's I because. only started the team, you jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's because the number 22 has been passed on to the next Brody Tepper. He's passed on to the next Tepper. So. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, and plus, well, I... Might not have quite contributed as we're, much as Tim. We're still getting you back to the team, so that chapter hasn't closed off just yeah, yet. Yeah, we need to get Tim back in there, so we'll see yeah. what sort of a mood he's in at <laughs> some <time>. stage. <laughs> we'll let the sort of forgetting to preview last week's game sort of wear off Tim yeah. there for a bit. Let's not rush it. <laughs> yeah, let's not rush things. I only found this out today in switching things up to Fantasy League. Apparently the season's done. Yeah, I mean, that's it's actually hit me with a bit of surprise as well, and it does actually make sense. And one thing I didn't sort of realise, and you know, these fantasy competitions, all work differently but obviously with the NBL you know the regular season finishing soon that's also going to be the end of the fantasy season whereas a few of the other competitions go into finals but we're now into the finals so it's only the top four that get through and I sat in fifth spot for majority of the season so I'm a bit salty about that at the moment. Uh, You did better uh, than us there buddy and I must say that this last round I'm like I'll just worry about it next round because I was in Eastman zone. (laughs) The nerd side of me took (laughs) over and I was like don't worry about basketball it'll sort itself out. It's a hard balance man but got two finals this this weekend we've got Duncan Buckets who's 15-1, and one. Lewis Rose who, again, if you're out there, man, you got to hit us up because that price back could be coming your way. He's taken on the number fourth placed, what's this team called? Skill... I can't even say that, but uh, and I can't even say the guy's <laughs> last name that runs the team, so Andrew, <laughs> respect to you, man, but uh, <laughs> the guy that, that I'm going to be getting behind is our buddy Cam Bruce, who he's had a very solid season as well, man. He's playing Andrew Singleton in the other finals, so, you know, we've got this prize pack to give away with the meet and greet and the shirt and whatnot, and so, you know, if Cam wins it, hit us up, we'll organise the time. Yeah, that's no disrespect <laughs> to the other people there, we just don't know them. CB6, baby, that's what it's all about. Another oh, yeah. Horsham Hornets, another one-time zone. Zombies player who, when it come down to it, he said he is 100% Flint Tropics. <laughs> he pushed us away. <laughs> we'll still retire his number yeah, as well. Course, yeah. He played that one solid game, but he's a great dude. Golden Hands Bruce. He yep. was a big-time Hornet right there as well. He is in this one, and I guess being a Horsham local, we have to get behind him. We do, exactly, man. That's all. It's all loyalty. That's why we're going with this, but if any of the other boys out there listening, please do get in contact with us. Maybe we can do a grand final preview show with the two <laughs> winners. We'll see how we go, but we definitely want to do this. Same goes with Cam. We want you guys on here. We want to talk tactics. We want to do this sort of thing. So maybe we might have to get to the nitty gritty. You might have to do some of your tech nerd stuff, hack the system and find out <laughs> yeah. where these guys live. Yeah, we'll figure it out one way or another. But that should be some exciting semifinals. But I'm a bit sad that it's over, man. It's been a lot a lot of fun doing the NBL Fantasy and sticking with it for the whole season, of course. So it's the first time we've actually stuck through something. Is. And I gave it a fair, a good old, I'd say 60% there. Yep. I forgot a couple of times. Finished in ninth, Furious Flamingos. And I must shout out Not to bad. the wife who put the team in, forgot all about it, and ended up coming last. Tim Pickett, yep. our dude, we've just been hyping him up. He beat you, and he only started like two rounds ago. I mean, look, say what you want about the man. He's a good coach. He knows how to pick a fantasy team as well, well as a real-life team. So Next uh, season, he better jump on board for yeah, real. definitely. But we'll be getting amongst the fantasy again next year. Maybe we can find some other sports to do fantasy in in the meantime to uh, keep it ticking over because it is a bit of fun. But Yeah, we're going to have to, man. Yeah, Get but things happening all year round. I think so, but probably 
props to everyone who jumped on. It's been a lot of fun and something a bit different, I guess. And it keeps you interested in the NBL too, not just with the results, but also following players and keeping up to date with how they're going. So, yeah. Definitely. Awesome. And I think, Johnny, just thinking now, maybe you should take a screenshot of that or something and put it up on the socials for people to see so you can see where your team finished rather than running through all 20 yes. sides. Great and idea. again, thank you to everyone that entered. We were hoping we would get four or five teams entered and before you knew it that night, I think it was all 20 in there. So hats off to everyone that joined. Exactly right. And quick shout out to the one guy who was our 21st entrant, JSL Herbert, who couldn't quite get his team in, in time, <laughs> but maybe next year and he knows what we're sort of referring to there. So bad luck, buddy. Well, Jace was the first person that we did tell about this and he was like, screw you guys, I'm not having a bar of it. I'm too busy eating keto and, you know, jamming, jamming and, you know, just being an Instagram influencer in general. Exactly, man. And I mean, we're lucky enough that he has time to hang out, but we better get into the NBL and last round. Had a few results that, well, I mean, we predicted, I suppose, because we're now experts at it, of course. Things kicked off on the Wednesday night, and we've already spoken about this game with Melbourne United getting up by 10 points against Perth, which, you know, lit a fire against Perth. We'll talk about their result, second result in a minute, but on to Friday night, man, the New Zealand Breakers getting it done against Adelaide. Oh, Quite did they? Comfortably what, in the John? End. Man, this was a big one. This one rounded out January 2020, hard to believe already a month through. They smashed Adelaide 113 mm. to 89 right there. Big time win. The Breakers looking good. Yeah, they are, man. I'm not sure whether it's sort of too late for them at this stage, but at least to build a bit of momentum at the end of the season. I mean, anything can happen at this stage, but, you know, I think that's a, a loss that Adelaide would be very disappointed with, you know, and like we keep saying that they're a very hard to predict side and that would be one they would have been hoping to go over and, and snag a win, but couldn't get it done in the end. No, unfortunately not. The Cairns Taipans, they could get it done though. 99 to 75 over the Laura Hawks game two on the Friday night there. They wall the poor, poor old Hawks who have a five game losing streak on the go. Probably more than that. That's all I can see right there. But that's wow. Yeah, it's dire straits at the moment for the poor old Illawarra Hawks. But, uh, you know, the Taipans are just going from strength to strength, man. And Scotty Machado, my MVP pick, has been lighting it up. And the MVP picks and the uh, six man and all the award nominations have come out now. So we might have to have a look at those in a little bit. But, uh, oh, yes. I'm sticking by my boy Machado. He's had quite a season and the Cairns Taipans do. Like, I'm just loving what they're doing now. I'm just absolutely loving that team and getting right behind them for the finals. Yeah, most definitely right there. And I tell you what, we said this one would be the game of the round and it was. The Brisbane Bullets now five wins on the trot, just getting it done over Melbourne United. Melbourne United led that one for a majority of the game though. Yep. And well, I don't know, I think their season's cooked, buddy. Yeah, I think it's uh, not the time of year that you want to be losing some form, but they were ahead almost, I want to say comfortably at half time. They came out ready to play. Big second quarter that they had, but it's all about Lamar Patterson and this is Lamar Patterson time of year. You know, working up into finals, we know he loves the finals. 31 points, leading the way and, you know, Brisbane's getting it done. Let's let's just say, let's look out for those guys. I reckon first round, if they were to play Sydney, would be a very interesting series, but you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see and the Perth Wildcats, they had a win over the Sydney Kings. The Sydney Kings looked very good though. They didn't have Lazada or Andrew Bogut in this one and it was at RAC Arena. Could have been anyone's game there, but the Wildcats broke out in the end to get the 110-100 victory. Yeah, good bounce back from the game earlier in the round, and uh, Bryce Cotton going about it. Couldn't get it done for our fantasy teams to lift us up high enough, but he had 30 points and a very solid performance and a bounce back win, but you said you know, Sydney's just playing the numbers now. They're just going to start resting a few people where they can, so be fresh for finals to look out. Yeah, pretty upset at Bryce now that you bring that up, but anyway, <laughs> moving right along, the Illawarra Hawks and New Zealand had an interesting game. It actually got shut down 
down, I think it was midway through yep. the third quarter due to a leak in the roof or yeah, something like I this. Yeah, I mean, of all things that could have gone wrong, I just wonder whether there was one of the Hawks coaching staff was sick of the game <laughs> and there were poke a few holes in the roof and get the game called off. But, uh, um, I think we know each other too well. I was about to make a very similar call. This seems all a little bit too odd to me. Someone was yeah. up there like trying to tamper with something. Oh, sure. Next, next home game, there'll be a blackout or something oh, like that. Be on the lookout for it. But the Breakers got that one done quite easily. Second game, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and the Adelaide 36ers. The Sixers bounced back and looked good. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix dropping another game right there. Not good. Yeah, it's sort of, you can't really say it's gone from bad to worse for the Phoenix for only their first season in the league. But after such a promising start, it is a bit disappointing to see them drift away. And yeah, I, I guess we did predict that in a sense, but currently 9 and 16. I mean, I'd still say it's a successful season, but you know, a bit of soul searching to do over the off season. And we have been, I guess, you know, talking about Mitch Creek possibly with a bit of an Achilles injury that's been holding him back. So, you know, they'll be looking to perhaps recruit a few more for the off season and come back strong next year. But, you know, I'd, I'd mark that as a big tick for the first season then. Yeah, NBL. great tick. And hopefully they bring our boy Robertson back. Yeah. Through. He had yep. the most threes in NBL history, if you don't mind. And I think there's still two rounds to yeah. go. Is that right? Yeah. Two rounds to go. Yep. And bad. he's already topped it. So he has been playing out of his skin. Let's take a look at this ladder, Johnny. In at first, we have the Sydney Kings. 26 played. Well, they've all played 25, 26 games. 18 wins, 8 losses. In at 2 is the Perth Wildcats, nipping at the heels, 17 and 9. The Cairns Taipans in at 3, 15 and 10. Rounding it out at the moment is the Brisbane Bullets. 14 wins and 11 losses right there. Do you think it'll stay like that? That's what I've been predicting the last few weeks, and I think it will. Yeah, I think that those few teams you've mentioned, particularly Cairns and Brisbane, are almost the form teams in the competition right now. So I can't see them dropping out, but there is a few teams chasing them, which you'll read out in a second. Yeah, exactly, which is the New Zealand Breakers. They are sitting on 513 and 13. Melbourne United 12 and 13, but they have Illawarra this weekend, so you'd expect them to win and get a bit of a percentage boost. And then rounding out the bottom three, we have the Adelaide 36ers, 12 and 14. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, as we just mentioned, 9 and 16. And the Illawarra Hawks, it's been a minute since they've had a win. They're sitting in last place with 5 and 21. Sad for the for poor old Hawks down the bottom there, isn't it? You know what? They might have to uh, come along to the Zombies Academy and <laughs> get a few early morning sessions in. But Jackson threes up with Bobo. Yeah, and I know this is yeah exactly. I know this is something we've we've said a lot, but how good is it to have so many teams fighting off for a playoff spot at this stage of the year? It's just been great to see, and there's been so many upsets and a lot of games that are just really hard to predict. Which we're gonna have a look at the coming round in just a moment. But what a great season it's been, man! And still a few it weeks ago, it has been fantastic. Very much looking forward to a exciting finals series as well, a final season coming up, or finals, what the hell do you call it? Just finals. Final time. Final time, on. baby. Yeah, <laughs> so we've got the Brisbane Bullets and New Zealand Breakers. This will be a good one. The Bullets need to win to keep their things, you know, to keep this sort of engine yep. running, but New Zealand Breakers, if they want to knock into that fourth spot, what better way to do it than to get a win yeah. in Brisbane? This is a very important game for Brisbane, because they're obviously they're playing twice this round, so they could either lock away fourth spot for good, or they could almost drop out. If they lose this game and then they've got Perth a bit later on in the round. Ooh. This is going to be a bit of a coming of age week for Brisbane whether we see if they're serious or not. And obviously you know New Zealand's coming off a bit of form. I'm going to sk- stick with Brisbane at home but you know this could almost be game of the round first up. Yeah I agree with you 100% there. I'll go with the Bullets too. They've looked very good but you know so have New Zealand. Yep. Scotty Hobson looking really good at the moment too. He picked up player of the game in that one that was speculation has it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe tampered with. Whether you know 
we're not going to no, we'll get in trouble there. there. That's all right. Melbourne United and the Elora Hawks on Saturday, Johnny. I uh, think the United boys should get this one done. Yeah, not too much to say here, man. I think United will get the job done at home. I don't expect it to be an overly exciting game, but, uh, you know, Melbourne United, they're hanging on there, so we'll stick with them and they should be able to get it done. How about this one in Adelaide? The Adelaide 36ers and Cairns Taipans. Cairns are favourites to get it, but, you know, that Joey Wright team there, I think they're going to be pretty angry knowing they pretty much missed out on finals. <laughs> Joey Wright's going to be even angrier. Yeah, I would I, not want to be... I expect the Sixers to make a game of this. Yeah, they will. I wouldn't want to be in the Sixers locker room because, like you said, they're pretty much out of the... Well, they are out of the finals race at this point, so they're going to come out wanting to play. I think they will, but I'm going to back Cairns because, you know, they're very close to my heart at this point, man. We did pick them earlier on the season. Yes, they have a good, a good year, so I'm going to stick with Cairns, but expect the 36ers to come out ready to play. I'll stick with you on that too, man. I think that is going to be a very good game. That's right up there with Game of the Round as well. Here we go. We have our Battle of the Horsham Boys once again on the Sunday. Got to say, man, we're going to be at this game. Hopefully you will be, but scary, Terry, the lads, the Horsham the boys. blue team are going to be there. It's going to be a good one. The Phoenix and the Kings. Kings are red-hot favourites to get it done. It is at home at the Melbourne Arena for the Phoenix, though. Who do you yeah, think? Look, man, it's going to be a tough game for the Phoenix. I think you're going to have to stick with Sydney in this one, I would say, just with the momentum they've got, depending on whether they rest some players for the road trip down. But, you know, the Phoenix have got a couple of games left to you know get a bit of respect back on the year hopefully get their 10th win but uh, I think Sydney's going to be a bit too strong in this one so yeah they're going to want it a little bit more yeah. and they've got a lot more on the line with South East Melbourne Phoenix season pretty much done and team Sean Bruce is going to be there in full effect me yep. and Brody repping the Bruce get in on that it. purple man <laughs> the only time you'll ever see me wearing purple oh. on to the next game it is at the RAC Arena it is the one that you talked about a little bit earlier this is where the big boys come to play the Brisbane Bullets on the road again against the Perth Wildcats, the hardest place to play in the NBL. Statement game right here. You get this done, yeah. you guys are in, surely. Yeah. Almost a statement game for both teams. You know, if, if Perth come out and want to show Brisbane who the big boys are, like you said, this is one they're going to have to put away. But the Brisbane train's going to be rolling into town with some real form, like I said. I'm fully expecting them to beat the Breakers on the Friday night and then go over to Perth full of confidence. So as much as the brain sort of says Perth are going to win, I reckon the Brisbane Bullets are going to go over and make a statement. Lock away that top four spot. Build some momentum. Like I said, this is Lamar Patterson time. From February onwards, he's the man. I expect 30 points in this game and to get him across the line. But, oh, uh, if that's the case, look out. And you're very confident in that I'm statement very confident. Too. You're saying Brisbane are going two wins. If that's the case, they're going to hold on to that fourth spot for sure. We are just going to have to wait and see. This has got a lot on the line yep. this weekend of hoops. It's going to be exciting, but <laughs> you're not going to see a terrible lot of it because you're going to be out on the town with yep. Sam Flaherty, who is getting married. We haven't mentioned that on the show yet. No, yet. Big hats off and congratulations and pats on the back to the flabby man. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah, it is, off. man. It's a very beautiful thing. So we're going to be out on the town this weekend celebrating his, you know, last few weeks as a, as a free man. So <laughs> we've got a couple of fun things planned and it'll be very interesting. We're an interesting group of friends as well. So who knows where the night's going to end. It could finish up at 11 p.m. It could finish up at 5 a.m. <laughs> who really knows? But we've got some fun stuff planned. So I'll be able to break it down next week and, and fill you in on the goss. Very much looking forward to hearing about that. Just before we wrap things up, another reminder, Kevin Eastman up mm-hmm. now. You know the deal, Grey Wolf Entertainment, iTunes, what's the other one, John? Spotify. Spotify. We're everywhere, man. Just anything on your phone, we're going to be there, so get amongst it. And, you know, keep leaving reviews. We've had a few of those come up recently, so if you're liking what we're doing, help share, you know, help review, and just spread the word, man. That's all we're doing. So, you know, we appreciate everyone who gets behind yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. It's like, just us here doing this. Get behind us and get amongst it. It is a bunch of fun, and we're 
we're going to have another announcement this time next week with a musical guest. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned. Things are always happening behind the scenes, so we'll fill you in then. Yeah. Hell yeah. We be out.